It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We speculated a little bit about Jamar Chase's injury on our main show, but we wanted to get a medical professional, so we're going to bring in Dr. Brandon Bowers. I'm Jake Lisko from the Lockdown Bengals podcast. This is a bonus episode for anyone who's interested in nerding out a little bit and understanding the specifics of what might be going on with Jamar Chase. We've had Dr. Bowers on before to talk about various injuries in the past, and If you're interested in following Dr. Bowers on Twitter, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see his Twitter handle there is at DR doctor at DR Brandon flowers on Twitter. He works for Athletico physical therapy in Cincinnati. So you can also find him there. And I think last time we talked to you was probably about Joe Burrow's recovery. Today, we're going to talk about Jamar Chase's recovery as he's dealing with what's reported to be a hip fracture as of Thursday night when we're having this conversation and the additional reporting that gives us some degree of specificity is that there's no surgery required here. And from a medical point of view, Dr. Bowers, what does that tell you about this injury for Jamar Chase? You know, when it comes to the non-surgical diagnosis here early on, it it gives him some clearance that this isn't a a significant emergency type situation. When you sustain a pretty significant fracture to the hip or you get a displaced fracture of the hip, he's in the OR tomorrow to address the issue. You don't want to develop what we call avascular necrosis, which is death of the bone. It it is a pretty, pretty sticky situation. And you're also dealing with some vasculature. So your femoral artery is in that area. And any damage to that is also a medical emergency. So it's good news here right now for Chase that he's not dealing with either of those things, but the information that's been provided to the team is still pretty vague at this point, and we need a little bit more information. Is there anything that you can glean from the fact that he was reported to have had a hip flexor issue before this injury came about, or is that not necessarily related to the subsequent fracture that's been reported? You know, it's one of those things that is an easy diagnosis diagnosis to slap on hip injuries right off the gate before additional testing is done. Uh, so I think these, these are two separate things. If he did deal with the hip flexor strain to begin with and then sustain the hip fracture afterwards, I, I think they're unrelated. And it was the team really putting a diagnosis on things right off the gate just to say, hey, something's wrong with his hip, but we need to look into this a little bit more. So what's been reported is that Jamar actually feels relatively okay, but the imaging that they did says that something is not right there. This has led me to believe, and and I'm speculating, of course, I'm not a doctor, I haven't seen the images, that this is a a stress fracture situation, an avulsion fracture, or, or something otherwise that, like you said, hasn't displaced the hip. Obviously, he would be in surgery if that's the case. What does that mean? And and like, what is an avulsion fracture? Maybe you could explain that or, or, or how some of these injuries might manifest or what the recovery could look like for them. The avulsion fracture in particular, you have your, your tendon connects to the bone. And, and when the tendon pulls away from the bone and you pull a little chip away, that's that's your typical avulsion fracture. Uh, a lot of times they don't need surgery. And, and with time, the bone can kind of calcify and reheal. Uh, when we're dealing with a stress tr- 
fracture type situation. That's when we've had load after load after load placed on a joint or placed on a bone. It's just a small little crack on, in the bone. And those things aren't oftentimes detected on x-ray and you really need an MRI to see those stress fractures. All things considered in either case, if it's a stress fracture or the avulsion, avulsion fracture variety, it, it's certainly good news at this point that surgery isn't required and that hopefully he's not on the shelf for too, too long. Is there any typical recovery time for this sort of injury? It seems like a lot would have to do with blood supply is something that you hear quite often with, with injuries. And, you know, this is a bone healing situation. What kind of goes into that recovery time, if, if that's all it is, as has been kind of hinted at in some of the reporting? On the short end of things, I mean, bones can heal in as fast as four weeks. It, it really depends on the severity of the fracture and the location of the fracture. When we're dealing with these smaller type injuries, like we said, the stress fracture or the avulsion fracture, relatively low on the severity scale, usually these have a tendency to heal faster than a fracture that would require surgery or something that's been displaced. So the timeline that I've seen bounced around on Twitter and online has been four to six weeks, which I think is on par with what we typically see in the medical field. I'll continue the conversation with Dr. Bowers. We'll get into Jamar Chase's recovery and what the risk factors are that are going to keep Jamar Chase away for a few weeks. Right after I tell you about Simply Safe, if you want to keep your home safe, Simply Safe is the best solution that we have for you here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, and we can save you money doing it. They're powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you know your home is always safe. That 24-7 professional monitoring also comes with a blanket of protection for your home with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, and smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when the threat is real. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNFL. You're going to save 20% on your security system at SimpliSafe when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you're going to get your first month for free. Visit simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNFL to learn more. There's no safe like SimpliSafe. And so what's the risk then? If Jamar Chase feels okay, something that I said on our main show yesterday and something that I've talked about on Twitter is you don't want to mess around with a hip. You don't want to put yourself in a Bo Jackson situation where this is going to get worse and, and surgery will be required and, and maybe full function of the leg is compromised going forward. Is that as simple as it is when you see something like this? There's some hip discomfort. You do an MRI. You see a small fracture. You just say, uh-uh, you're not going until it's 100%. Yeah, I mean, you look at a player like Jamar Chase, he's, he's one of the cornerstones of this franchise. And so the Bengals are going to do their due diligence to make sure they're doing what's best for him, not only now, but for his long term future. Given the resources that the NFL have to Jake, I mean, everybody's getting an MRI when there's any inkling of, of anything that's wrong. So Jamar's feeling good, which is great. But you really need to look at this on a structural level, level to make sure that this doesn't turn into a long term problem. If he were to continue to play on this right now, I think he'd be able to continue to be productive. But I think the Bengals front office as well as Bengals fans are going to sleep a little bit easier at night knowing that the team's taking a conservative approach. Yeah, I don't think there's any world in which you risk a 22-year-old's career for a handful of games. If you have a potentially positive prognosis of this sort of thing, might only take a few weeks to heal. And, and what does that recovery look like for this injury? Is he totally off it? Is he in a 
I mean, there's obviously no cast, I guess, that you could put in there to restrict mobility. But what, what does this look like for, for Jamar Chase in the coming weeks? It's really going to be time away from the game and, and time away from that excessive load on the joint. So any running, jumping, and cutting, he's going to be shut down from just to allow that time time for that hip to, to relax and recover. He's not having a whole lot of pain, so that there's really no pain control that's factored into the mix here, whereas where some fractures, there's a lot of pain, so you have to work to manage that. Really, the other things they're going to work on with, with the physical therapy team and the athletic training team is just to make sure that he doesn't lose any strength uh, and any mobility. He's going to need both of those in order to return to the field successfully. So just making sure he maintains what he has and he doesn't take any steps backwards. Well, hopefully it is a speedy recovery for Jamar Chase. Is there any resource that NFL teams have that average Joe doesn't have that can make this a faster, more productive or more complete recovery? Just comparing resources that fans often like to think about? Yeah, one of the things that I really like and I actually use in clinical practice practice myself is something called blood flow restriction training. We might have talked about this with Joe Burrow uh, last year in his recovery, but it's a way that we restrict blood flow to, to the legs or in the case of an arm injury to the arms. And we essentially trick the body into working harder than what it actually is because it's not getting adequate blood supply. And in a situation for Jamar Chase, I just mentioned we want him to stay away from heavy loads, away from running, jumping, and cutting. If he's able to use the blood flow restriction training, that can trick his body into a, a harder workout, if you will, in the absence of these higher level loads that would stress the hip. So that's something that all NFL teams should have access to and a lot of them use, and I would expect this to be part of his program. The, the last question is maybe a bit of a silly one, but there's been some – discussion on Twitter uh, on Thursday night about the Bengals don't have a firm timeline on this because they don't know how long it'll take for Jamar to heal. But according to Kelsey Conway's reporting, there's hope that because of his body makeup and his athleticism, or I guess his, his fitness level, there's hope that it might be a little bit on the faster end. So jokes about Wolverine healing factor. Is, is this a thing? Is this something that you see with high-level athletes uh, that, that they do heal faster than the average, Joe? I think two things that we look at here. The younger you are, the faster you're going to heal. So Burrow's going to feel heal faster than Keenan Allen, who's an older wide receiver, nearly a, nearly a decade older. And then if you look at just fitness level in general, not only in an athletic professional situation like this, but even in just the general population, individuals who are active and maintain a healthy lifestyle are going to heal quicker than those who are sitting on the couch eating potato chips. So I think there is some merit to this. It's, it's not going to solve the whole equation, but I, th I think this is valid when it comes to Jamar Chase. So there's no hyperbaric chamber or special infusions that the NFL is doing that these guys have access to. It's just little marginal things that you might see speed up recovery. And I'm sure there's like a genetic component as well, right? Sure. And I mean, unless they're hiding those hyperbaric chambers uh, deep in the depths of Paycor Stadium, then uh, they've got access to just about everything that we do. Right. And hopefully, again, like, like we said, it's a smooth and speedy recovery for Jamar Chase. Just wanted to get a little bit of additional information from the medical side of things about what Jamar might be going through and, and what this injury looks like for him. So we as always, appreciate you lending your expertise, Dr. Bowers, and weighing in on another injury. You know, it's always great to come on the show, obviously, uh, given the circumstances. Ho hopefully, we don't have to talk anymore this season because that means the Bengals, Bengals be healthy. But always a pleasure coming on the show. Yeah, we made it a little bit more than a year this time, and we'll see. Hopefully, yeah, like you said, it's it's not too soon that we're talking about this again. That's going to do it for this bonus episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We're going to be back 
in the near future with a little preview for Monday Night Football. Bengals visiting the Browns in Cleveland on Halloween. And until then, appreciate you listening. Hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.